We want to see people come to know Jesus. And let me tell you something. When you start winning the lost and we're part of what God is doing, and you make a commitment to it, you're going to see the blessing of God on your life like you've never seen before. There's a lot of work that has to be done, right? And that foundation has got to be poured. And so there's, there's a lot of things that we are starting to set into place in the church because we're, we're setting the structure for where we're going for what God wants to do. And you've got to have structure. Is that correct? And so we, um, we started this year teaching on the anointing. We took our leaders our, or our members, which I call our leaders, on Wednesday night through 20 weeks of the anointing series. And we dove into what the anointing is. It's burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And we looked at different aspects of the anointing. And we had uh, different videos. And we really studied the anointing and pressed into it. Right? Then the Lord spoke to me in the beginning of this year. And He said to me that this was going to be a year of financial overflow. That we were going to see breakthrough financially. And we started teaching on finances too. Everybody with me? started getting into it, and we saw an out, We just saw the flood of finances come into the house and into people's lives. There's people that are sitting in here, when they look at their giving last year for the first six months to the first six years of this year, they saw like, some people saw thousands of percent increase. Double, triple, quadruple, going from hundreds to over 10,000 in their giving. How does God do that in one year? It's because there's, there's a word of the Lord that comes forth, and when you grab hold of the word of the Lord, you can enter into what God is saying is available to you. See, I don't stand up here for my good health. I stand up here to deliver to God's people what God wants me to say. I'm very careful that I don't come up with my own junk and my own stuff. I want to hear what God is saying, and I want to say what God is saying, because if I'm not hearing right, then I'm not living right. And if I'm not living right, your life is going to be a mess, and I'm going to stand before God, and I'm going to be accountable, and my judgment is going to be stricter than yours. And I know how much fun I'm having in life. I know that life is fun, but I also know that God understands every realm of pain. And hell is probably the worst place that anybody ever wants to go, because if God can create a prison of pain, it's got to be really bad. It's beyond anything that I can imagine. And that's no place that I will be going. Can you say amen? And so I'm careful. I'm careful about what I say to people. I'm careful about what I tell people. Because God's watching me. And so when the Lord says to me, we're dealing with finances, then I'm ready to roll with finances. I don't care what people think. If the Lord says to me, we're building evangelism in the church, then we're building evangelism in the church. Can you say amen? And that's what we're doing right now. And we're starting to see people get saved. And we're just getting started. And every one of you, if you'll grab hold of this, and you say, you know what, I'm going to let this word change me. I'm going to let God do what He needs to do in, in me to prepare me to be a soul winner. People say, it's not my personality. You're not excluded. God uses every personality, including you. Listen, somebody that says, I'm quiet, I'm shy, 
when you scare them, they come around, you scare them, that quietness and shyness disappears quickly. They're ready to punch your lights out, and they shout at you and scream at you in ways that these timid people would never do. Look at somebody and say, the Word of God has the power to change the way I think. And all it is is God's Word changing the way you see things and the way you think about things. And so it's not about, in the beginning you're fearful. You don't understand how all of this works. But we're not putting pressure on you to do something that you're not comfortable doing. We want to train you and equip you and show you how it works, and it has to be natural. Look at somebody and say, it has to be natural. Listen, when you're telling somebody else about Jesus, you're not trying to shove the Bible down their throats. One of the best ways is to share your testimony. You say, well, when do I share my, my testimony? When they're ready to hear it. Sometimes we're impatient, and well, we've got to get people saved because pastor said we've got to get people saved. And then you're rushing and doing things in the wrong timing, and you're actually pushing people away. But if you'll just sit around and pray for people, somebody in the office, one of your family members, you just pray for them. There'll be a moment where they're facing something and they're going to come to you. Do you know that in that moment they're ready to listen and they're ready to hear what you have to say? When we run into people, we run into people, you know, like yesterday, Blade and I went to Sam's. And I'm talking to Blade. I'm not paying any attention to winning people to Jesus or nothing. We're, we're walking, we're actually going to Walmart. And as I'm walking, I'm talking to him, and he's not paying attention to me because he's seeing a lady sitting in a chair. She's in one of those chairs waiting for a ride. And Blade just stops. He says, I'm going to win this lady to the Lord. He stops. He looks at the lady says, hi. He's just like, out of the blue, hi. And he talks to her. What is your name? And and this, do you, have you, and he goes through the script, you know, do you know God loves you, has a good plan for your life? And she says, yes, I know that. Then he says to her, if you die today, you're 100% sure you're going to go to heaven? She says, yes, I'm sure. He doesn't stop there because he knows what the Lord showed him. And he doesn't say to her, you're a liar. I stand here as the prophet of God, and I can tell you're lying. <laughs> Repent or burn! You're a liar. Listen, it's the goodness of God. It's the kindness of God. It's the love of God that leads people to repentance. Right? And so he, he doesn't, he, does, he, didn't, he didn't pay any attention to those questions. He said, let me tell you what the Bible says. All have sinned. We fall short of God's standard. The wages of sin is death. But there is a free gift, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He says, can I pray for you? And he grabs her hand and prays for her. He says, Father, I pray that if she hasn't received Christ, that she will do so today. And then he says, if you want this free gift, pray with me. And she prays with him and receives salvation. Right? And she said, I, I, I can't go to Mass and this and that and da 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 And so here's this lady sitting outside Walmart, minding her own business. Somebody walks up to her, and Blade told me afterwards. He said, while we were walking and talking... I started feeling fire come on me. And he said, the closer I got to that lady, I felt it even stronger. And he said, when I, then I had to stop and tell her about Jesus.
So one of the greatest, another way, people are open to receive, another way to lead people to the Lord is when you feel the leading of the Holy Spirit. And family, that is the greatest way to win people to Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is going to lead you, He's going to guide you, and He's the Lord of the harvest, and He's looking for harvesters. He's looking for somebody that'll say, you know what, I'm available, God, 24-7, anytime you want. Use me to win people into your kingdom, to get them set free from the enemy so that they can come to know your love and your life and your goodness and your blessing. Family, what we carry is a treasure. What we experience here on a Sunday morning is out of this world. And for people like myself, I've lived in this for so many years. This can become normal to you. And you can become so blind to what you have that you actually lose sight of what people in the world are going through. And there's a hurting, lost, and dying world that if they don't receive salvation, the day is coming when the time will be over and there will no longer be access for them to make heaven. And that is real. And so we need to be praying. We need to be believing. We need to be pressing in. We want to see our city saved. We want to see this city shaken by the power of God. We want to see our schools touched. We want to see people come to know Jesus. And let me tell you something. When you start winning the lost and when you're part of what God is doing and you make a commitment to it, you're going to see the blessing of God on your life like you've never seen before. Souls are so important to Jesus. Your soul, there is nothing more valuable than a person's soul. There's nothing more valuable. And God wants people to know Him. And God wants to use you. Look at the person next to you. Say, God wants to use you to win people to Him. Say, trust Him. He'll use you. So this weekend... I encourage you to come out Friday night, 7 p.m., Saturday morning, 10 a.m., and we're, we're going to take these flyers out. We're going to go. We use these flyers right here to invite people to the church. It's a great conversation starter. You can take some of them with you. We'll have them available as you're walking out today. Keep them with you because you're going to have opportunities this week. And even if you're not comfortable in the beginning with telling people about Jesus, just invite them to church. Start there. Just invite them to come to church with you, and we'll do that. We'll give people an opportunity to come to know Jesus, and we'll pray with them. Amen? But you can be part of it, and you've got to start somewhere. And so, come out Saturday morning, 10 a.m. It's going to be amazing. Friday night prayer around the city is going to be powerful. When we, we traveled, um, when I went last month, I, w- I was invited and I went. I was just weeping, driving around St. Lucie County, around Fort Pierce, in my car, praying for the city. It was such an anointing. Because it's not just us. It's believers in the community getting together, cross-denominations. And it's not about your denomination or your church or whatever it is. It's about us praying for the city. And here's another thing that we need to do as a church. Look at the person next to you and say, this is important. We need to stop judging other churches. We need to mind our own business. Like we've got it all together. I've got several words I'm not going to say right now. I'm going to watch my mouth, Selena. 
being judgmental and critical about other churches. It's cannibalism. You're, you're eating on the wrong stuff. You're devouring other people because you think you're right. That is horrible. It's, it's religious at its core. It's earthly. We should be praying for other believers. We should be loving other believers. And maybe we could learn something from other believers. Can you say amen? And so, we're not going to judge other churches. We're not going to judge other ministers. That's not our job. It's not my job to tell so-and-so down the road what to do or what I think they should do. And likewise, don't come tell me what you think I should be doing. I know where I get my orders from. I was here 15 years ago before you arrived. Well, I think the church should do this, this, and this. You have no clue what the plan of God is for this church because he didn't call you. He called me, and he called her right next to me. And the two of us together will figure it out with him. Can you say amen? He'll brought us this far. We're going to go the rest of the way with it. What he started, he will finish. What I think is crazy is people come from other churches, and this is the way we used to do it at our church. And in the past, I would listen to these people, and I would do things to please these people, and then they wouldn't show up to the very thing they said they wanted. Now I have some Ishmael that I have to carry that is a pain in my butt. Oh, let's go here. I'm just having fun this morning. Are we good? Get it all out. Thank you. 5,000 points right there. Because we're family, and we've got, to, we've got house rules, and we've got to keep things in order. Can you say amen? Because if we don't keep things in order, the first thing that will lift is the presence of God. When we start doing things that are out of order, the Holy Spirit's going to pull away. Let me say this to everybody in love. I love all of you, every single one of you. And I believe in your growth process. I stand with you in your growth process. But when the anointing starts coming into the building, all of a sudden you start feeling the presence of God and you start thinking you should be doing certain things. You don't do anything in this service unless I say you can. That means we're not laying hands on anybody. Unless I say I lay hands on somebody. We're not praying for nobody. We're not doing anything. The first person God is going to talk to is me. And then if God is telling you to do something, you come check with us to see if it's okay. And if it's okay with us, then we'll release you to do it. But don't think that you can just go around laying hands on people and doing what you want in the middle of worship. Because the first thing that will happen is people... A lot of the times people hear things and they're not hearing accurately because they're still learning. And we're ready to help you learn and grow, but it has to be under accountability because you can give somebody something that's not really complete. And what you need is you need spiritual people around you that can understand how those things operate. And then we can, we can fill in the gaps or bring correction where there needs to be correction because the last thing you need is somebody walking up to you and whispering something into your ear that they say is from God and then putting the eebie-jeebies all over you. 
You know that feeling when somebody walks up to you and wants to tell you something that you're just not comfortable with. And the first thing that we want to do is we want to protect the anointing and we want to protect the people. This has to be a safe place that you can come to where we don't have parking lot prophets that are not submitted to the ministry trying to speak things into you because they want a ministry. It's real, guys. It's real. And the thing is, if you're going to stand up here and you're going to give a prophetic word and you're saying, this is what the Lord is saying, then that word needs to be open to the Scripture and to correction and to judgment. And if it's wrong, then you need to receive correction. Otherwise, we're steering things in the wrong direction. That's why I'm very careful who I let stand up here. Because the momentum that we have right now, one person can break that momentum and then it's all like over. And so this is to set protection in for the people and to guard the presence so that we don't have strange fire going on, weird things, people trying to concoct stuff that doesn't work. We want to make sure that it's pure and that the power of God is flowing and that people are really getting breakthrough. And listen, these kids that are experiencing God and all this, we have to remember that they are experiencing something that they've never experienced before, and they're trying to figure it out. Remember when you encountered God for the first time? It was like, well, this is good, but what's going on? They have a lot of zeal. They have a lot of energy, but we have to direct it. And what we don't want to do is put it out. And we want to guide them. And Pastor Chris and the team that we have over there are doing a fantastic job. Amen? And we're going to trust them. And if you see your kid acting weird, like I'm watching my daughter laughing in the middle of worship, I want to go up to her and say, rise and stop laughing and sing. Because what you can do is get into it being emotional. And it, it, it's a time of worship. It, this is the time now to sing. During worship, turn your phone off. Put your phone away. During worship, Sing the words that are on the screen. Open your mouth and sing to God the words that are on the screen. Why is that important? Because we're worshiping God. And we want the congregation to be in unison, in unity, focusing their worship to the Lord. Do you know why the presence of God has been stronger in this building the last three weeks? Because there's people that are up here that are hungry and they're drawing it. What you're feeling is their hunger. We need to come hungry for God. We should not be coming to watch our children play. We need to get as hungry as our kids are for the things of God. Because what they are experiencing, we're going to experience. Everybody with me? Say, this isn't a very good message. No, it's a very important message. Because these are things that we have to watch. Otherwise, we could lose it. And I've waited way too long to see a move of God come to this community for us to start catching this wave and then fall off. And the wave smack us down. And so in this season, we are pressing in for the lost. And let me tell you what's coming with it. This is already what the Lord has put into my heart, and we're going to see an increase in it. We're going to see an increase of healing, and we're going to start seeing miracles. 
You say, well, how do you know that? Well, how did I know what to do all this time? The Lord has been talking to me. That's how I know. And the Lord wants to unlock the gifts of the Spirit in this season because it comes with preaching the Word. And I remember when I first got saved and I first started jumping on the trains in Cape Town to go win people to Jesus. What we would do is we would pray, we would get ready, we would drive to the train station, and then we'd hop on the train, and the doors would close, and then people had no way of escape. And there was either going to be a riot where we were going to be thrown out of the windows of the train, or there was going to be revival and people's lives were going to be saved. We had a captive audience, and we would just stand up on the chair, hold the pole, and we just begin to preach the gospel, right? And I had no clue what I was doing. I had no idea. I don't even know if I knew a scripture. All I knew was what I'd heard in church for a few weeks, what I heard other people saying, and I just regurgitated whatever. You know those blank moments where you don't even know what you said afterwards? Yeah, I had many of those. But people would get saved. People would give their lives to Jesus. And then as you're leading somebody to the Lord, the Lord will start talking to you about different things to pray for these people. You can see it on people. And all you have to do is be bold because salvation is an all-inclusive package. Look at somebody and say, salvation is an all-inclusive package. It's the most awesome remodeling package for your life. It'll, it'll, it'll work over your finances. It'll work over your health. It'll work over your relationships. It'll heal your heart. It'll get your spirit right. It'll fix everything that's wrong in your life. It's not just going to heaven, a ticket to heaven. No, it's God turning your entire life around. And what we're going to start seeing is as we're out there ministering to people, you're going to see people are sick. You're going to see people are hurting or depressed. You can see it on people. Somebody walks into the room, you can feel the vibe that they're carrying. People without God, they're depressed. Can I get a witness? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. People without God are depressed. They have no joy. They have no peace. They have no life on the inside of them. And you carry the life of God on the inside of you. And what the enemy would love to do is he'd like to get you so distracted with circumstances, the news, social media, and all the tiny little problems going on around you that you actually lose focus of God, your relationship with Him, and it'll shut the flow of life off on the inside of you. He wants to shut you down. He wants to get you distracted by all kinds of things. But you have the power of God on the inside of you. Look at the person next to you. And say, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power. Say power. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? Power. To do what? To be a witness. The whole purpose for these moments where the presence of God comes is to empower you to tell others about Jesus. When you're standing in this place, soaking in the presence of God, when you come to church on a Sunday morning, you are being filled up with the presence and the anointing of God. 
You don't even realize what's being poured into your container. But if you'll just begin to tell people about Jesus, it'll begin to flow out of you. Who wants more of the power and the presence of God? Then you have to give away what you have. But how does that work? Because the more you give, the more comes back to you. Say, it's the law of sowing and reaping. There has to be a flow. It comes out of your spirit. It comes out of your mouth. If you shut your mouth, the flow stops. If the flow stops, you become a dam. Alligators, piranhas, mosquitoes, frogs, algae, stinky. And then you become a dam Christian instead of a river Christian. And then you have to get a Holy Ghost enema, stick a dynamite, and you've got to blow the, the beavers that are coming and set up the, the dam wall. You've got to blow the dam wall up. So that the river can flow again. Amen? I want you to close your eyes here. We want to blow up some dams this morning. If you're in this place and you know you're blocked up, and you know things are not flowing right, I want to help you. I want to pray for you. And I want to unlock this thing on the inside of you so that the river of living water can flow. There's nothing like fresh water flowing through you. It's so refreshing. When the river of life flows through you, this river comes from the throne of God. And it actually bubbles from on the inside of you. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a place on the inside of you. It's a gate that's connected to heaven when you've accepted Jesus into your heart. But life wants to come and bring all kinds of sticks and stones and logs and the, diver, the divers. The beavers want to come and build the dam, and they want to get you all swampy on the inside. And so the power of the Holy Ghost has the ability to break those walls down so that the junk can flow out of you and that fresh living water can flow into you. And we want you refreshed today. Your strength doesn't actually come from what you eat in the natural. It comes from what you eat in the spirit. You, can, you don't have to eat food to be strong. When you're so filled with purpose and, and God, you are strengthened spiritually on the inside that goes beyond physical strength. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have purpose for your life, you feel heavy and you feel depressed. And that's just proof of it, that when you wake up with purpose, as Ms. T said, it feeds your soul. And you're so excited about your life because you're in the plan and the purpose of God. And if you're here today and you feel like you're out of the plan and you feel like you're out of the purpose of God, I want to pray with you because we want to see you shift to where God needs you to be. If you're waking up in the morning stressed, struggling, heavy, confused about your life, we want to get you on track. Because the Holy Spirit has a perfect plan for your life. 
God has a perfect plan for you. So the first thing we want to do is get you back into His presence. We want to break the walls down. We want the river of life to begin to flow. And then Lord will lead you and guide you to where you need to be. Because He has a season. Every season, God has a place for you to be. And we want to make sure you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. In God's time. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me too. What's up?